Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. How are you today? It's a beautiful day. It's nice and temperate here. Today, if you're not familiar today, anytime you listen to Keys bartender, it's about Keys life bartending and about life in general. Today we'll be talking about the apple martini. I'll throw that in at the end, you know, every so often, just so you know how to make it. Yeah, everyone wants a nice uh, fruit martini ever so often. Not necessarily me or any of my friends out there that don't drink, but you know, some of you can do it responsibly, so I'll hand it out to you. Also, I want to talk about a little overcrowding in the Keys and about some of the fun I have with my scam callers again. Uh, I, it's not necessarily all scam callers, but recently, and when I say recently, last couple of years, I've, I noticed this year that actually there's a lot of YouTube or TikTok videos posted or Facebook videos posted about people uh, doing uh, gotcha phone calls uh, with the scam artist. And usually it's been, uh, it has been mainly people from, you know, the subcontinent. And I think a lot of it has the propensity because they're, they speak, you know, they can speak English. So I've been getting texts, and if you are a listener of the show, you'll know that I've done it before in the past, but you'll get something like the episode that, uh, it was only a couple months ago, I think it was, it was the golf course barbecue phone call. And what they do is they send a wrong number text to you. Okay, here's a premise. They send a wrong number text, and they'll have a name. And sometimes it'll foreign name someone, it'll be like Lucy or something like that. And it'll say, uh, hey, I'll see you. Are you going Saturday to the golf course barbecue? And that so-and-so. And I go, oh, that's a good one. I, I kind of know. I kind of know when I get a wrong number text now. I used to get the wrong numbers for, I guess a woman used to have my number before because I used to get a text from a a gynecologist office in northwestern Idaho. And I always thought that was kind of interesting. So I kept on saying, I'm sorry, this isn't. And I kept on getting it. And I said, you know, you, the person you're trying to reach is not going to get their appointment. You should just try contacting them. And first of all, this is a, another area code, so I, I don't understand why you're sending it to me. But this one, the new one I got was from Zia. And it, it says, I need your assistance for a new project, Zia, X-I-Y-A. And I started writing back in incomplete English because I'm at work. It was Sunday afternoon and I was working a uh, behind a bar. And I said, hi, this is the person I think you do, you think it is. <laughs> what I meant to say, this is not the person I think you meant to send this to, but I'm sending a text while I'm on the run. And the person goes, the person picked it up right away and they go, oh, I'm sorry, because they knew I wasn't going to be the person that they were contacting. So it says, I'm sorry, I checked this number again. That message is not for you. I'm Zia from Los Angeles. Did I annoy you? And I just text back, that is fine. And then I get a text back, thanks for your kind reply. 
which is always a thing. They send back thanks for your kind supply. People like you are very rare in this society. Is this from Miami? And I go, near Miami, I'm in the islands. And I don't tell them what islands. Wow, this is a return one. Wow, that's great. Miami's always been my favorite vacation spot. I will definitely have a tour guide next time I travel. A happy face sunglass emoji. And then the next text says, well, I live in L.A. Have you visited L.A. recently? Uh, and then I go, no, I haven't. I would I would to go. I figure incomplete because it's, their English is pretty good. Ha ha, you may be a travel enthusiast like me. Is today your day off? Question mark. And I go, yes, I have, the, I have off the weekend. So I don't know where I'm going to go with this so far. I don't, I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but I know I'm going to have this person. So I get to return one. Me too. I'm into the fashion industry in this fashionable city. What do you do? And I go, wow, that's kind of a weird way to phrase that. I'm in the fashion industry in this fashionable city. What do you do? If you're in the fashion industry in LA, you have so much more to do with your life than just conversing with someone, a random wrong text to someone. So I understand the psychology. And I think what they're trying to do is get a hold of someone. So I go, this is my return. I work on an alligator farm where tourists come to visit. Not true, but I figure I'm sent to it. And they return. It's an interesting job, but I'm very afraid of alligators. LOL. And so they go and say their name again. I'm Zia. May I ask your name? And I go, I, I just ignore that sometimes. I go, it is much better job than I had before. The alligators hardly ever eat people, at least on the farm. We did have an incident recently with a family from India. So sad, crying emoji. That's me. So then I, I figure, you know, since my wife speaks Polish, I'm going to introduce my name like I just picked up the other texts asking my name. So I'm, I say, my name is Jakub. It is Polish. My family is from Poland. So they go, oh, okay. So they respond. I think the Indian family must have done some experimenting. Smile, sweating. And I go, what? I mean, it's like, that's kind of weird. So I go, the father tried to pet a big alligator. It took his hand. Fortunately, it was not his dominant hand. We bought him a new one and gave him di gave them Disney tickets. Smiley face emoji. This for talking with me. I meant to say thanks, but I said this for talking with me. Normally adults don't talk to me. No response. Then I go, my father works for this international police organization, Interpol. People normally don't contact me because of that. And also because I'm 14 years old. So the person even responds then. They're not even paying attention. They go, oh, right. So your father likes alligators too. And I go, what, what the fuck? What's that all about? So I think this must be your dream job since childhood. Well, I just said I was 14 years old. So nothing. No, and this is my response. No, I work after school there. My father is father. My dad is interested in internet fraud. He travels a lot and spends time working in Asia now. Okay, so I get a response from, actually, I'm from Singapore, so they didn't even pick up I'm 14 years old right now. I don't know what they think they're going to get from me. Actually, I'm from, and, and if you're 
so-and-so in working in the fashion industry in L.A. Why are you talking to a 14-year-old Polish expatriate boy that works at an alligator farm farm outside Miami? Uh, okay, so the return is, actually, I'm, I'm from Singapore, moved to the U.S. a few years ago. Now I'm 33 years old. If you don't mind, may I ask how old you are? And I already said I'm 14 years old. Actually, I'm from, and they repeated the text again. And so I sent a text back. I am 14 years old. My father was in Singapore last month. He brought me some cash, local money. This is my father's cell phone. He is in Jakarta, Jakarta, which is in Indonesia, and was not allowed to bring his cell phone with him. And the person's response was, are you seriously 14 years old? <laughs> yes, but, and this is my response, yes, but I look older. People think I'm 18 because of my size. And then what happens is Abby, my wife, I'm at home when I'm doing this, and she starts uh, calling them or uh, texting them. And I change her name to Josha, right? Josha. And I say, don't talk to my mother. She is angry at me. I made a lot of money in crypto, Polkadot, which I know is Polkadot's a big currency that went through the roof. So I figured I'd do that. I bought a really nice car and she is jealous. Which, I mean, if she's an American, she realized a 14-year-old can't buy a car or at least drive it. She caught me talking to you. Her name is Josha. I bought a girl plane ticket from Slovenia last month and she won't let me talk to women. And then I said, she hid my car keys now. Okay, so that happened. And that was kind of funny, right? I think it's funny. So I get this other message from, uh, on, from another number. And this number looks to be a 786, which is a Fort Lauderdale number. And it says, is there a delay in your order due to weather? Zia. Okay, Zia. Right? Is this the same Zia that is that is in L.A. who works in the fashion industry? This is Jakub from Miami. We spoke before. I live on an aisle south of Miami. The weather is fine today. The alligators are loving it. So I didn't get a response from Zia on this one. So what I did is I called them on my, I have a uh, voice over internet number and I called them on, I, I sent a text and oh, I got him. The shipment arrived today. This is me. The shipment arrived today. It made it through customs. We'll forward final payment after full inspection. It is, the same, is it the same account in the Cayman Islands ending in the uh, 2789? And then I put the sign off as Sergio. And the response is, can I know where is this from? Hey, I'm currently unavailable. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I had to pause for a second. I think that was automated reply. And the person says, I'm Zia from Los Angeles. I'm looking. Am I the person you are looking for? And I go, sorry, no. Meant to reach Angela Podria. My mistake, not meant for you. This was concerning a shipment of hardwood. Sergio and Dia, Marathon, Florida. That's my sign-off. Angela is, a long, is in Long Beach, California. She is a shipping agent for a Colombian forest products company that shall remain nameless. Sergio and Dia, Marathon, Florida. Okay. 
So I got that in there. I'm thinking, hoping that worked. And then he goes, oh, okay, by the way, nice to uh, meet you, even by chance. Where's your firm located? We are based in the Florida Keys, Sergio India, Marathon, Florida. Is that your name, Sergio? Is it an Italian name? Am I correct? My family is from Argentina. There are many Italian immigrants in Argentina, Sergio India, Marathon, Florida. Nice to meet you. I have to contact the shipping agent or they won't do final releases of the product out of the cargo area. Sergio India, Marathon, Florida. Now that's me, right? Okay, got you. I am from Singapore. Moved to the U.S. a few years ago. I'm involved in the fashion industry. I think we should get to know each other. Is this your business phone? Can I get your WhatsApp number? So, I don't want to give him my WhatsApp number. Okay? But I could, I could give him. I could make one up or something. You know, I could create a WhatsApp number. So, I go, I use my WhatsApp number for my other businesses. I have to be careful using that one because of legal settlement with the FTC. The Federal Trade Commission. I didn't put that in there. For hopefully, they'll try to figure it out. All communications are run through an accounter firm that monitors my business activities. If I'm caught using any additional numbers, then sideline or Facebook messages, I'll be deported. My wife has access to my private cell, Sergio India, Marathon, Florida. So that's where I'm at right now. And I didn't get any phone call back from Zia. But it's very interesting. I'm sitting before... I, I came back from the gym and I'm just relaxing. All of a sudden, I see my phone ring. And it says it's from Japan. And currently, I don't have any. Well, I mean, I may have listeners from Japan. But I get a, a phone call from Japan, so I pick it up. And uh, people say, oh, don't, don't pick it up. You're going to get in trouble. You know, they're going to. No, you know, first of all, don't say yes. So they don't record. Just go affirmative, correct, okay, uh-huh, or whatever. Go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what I do. So I get this Indian guy calling me. So I think the people that were doing that, so maybe they're reverse trying to call me and they did a little research and they found out my name and now they're tracking me. And maybe I'll get some listeners. Maybe I'll get some listeners from them. But uh, the guy wanted to um, do something. He wanted me to buy a website from them so I wouldn't have to pay a subscription for my website. And I only pay uh, like a couple hundred dollars a year. I don't think I'm going to pay like a thousand dollars to some questionable company to uh, design a website. But the interesting thing is, is that they do this, you know, they send out texts to a lot of people and they wait to get a response and they try to see, it's it's just like, it, it's, when you hear the term phishing, P-H-I-S-H-S-H-I-N-G, it is exactly that. It's a lure. It's trying to get a lure. They're putting out a shiny object. So if you're lonely, desperate uh, for money, remember the Nigerian scams of the 1990s and, uh, you know, 2000s, the aught 2000s, that was, um, you know, people trying to, you give you your bank, big give them your bank account number and all that stuff. Well, here they are. They're back in. You know, they're always reinventing a new way to get a hold of you. And now, but because scams are so prevalent right now, people are getting so exposed to them that it's it must be difficult. So they got to go. They got to hit everyone, hoping to. It's like having. 
there's so many, it used to be there's a lot of fish in the ocean. Well, there's not a lot of fish in the ocean. It's a big ocean though. So what they do is they try to hit everyone. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, if you have a cell phone, you should probably get, you get a wrong number text. If you're listening to this, you'll get a wrong number text and it'll be some interesting thing. And it's usually, uh, a, a, it'll if it's a guy, it's a woman from... Uh, LA and tax because you don't have to in a text you don't have you can pretend to be anything and you use a foreign name Zia right so it could end up being if they find out you're a woman they'll pretend to be a man and if you're a man they'll pretend to be a woman and the fashion industry is probably interesting in LA and always from Singapore or you know someplace in China or something like that but now I'm ho- I'm hoping that um Oh, well, there's nothing going to happen. It's always going to happen. It's just the way it is nowadays. And uh, it's always going to be that way. There's always going to be until they figure out a way to stop, you know, stop these people in their tracks. I'm going to pause right here and I'll be right back. And we're back. I wanted to talk briefly about the apple martini. You know, whenever you're entertaining or anything like that, you may have heard this before. I just want you to have... uh, a go-to drink if you're entertaining people. And the apple martini for the uninitiated, people really like it. What you should get is a sour apple liqueur. And they always sell sour apple liqueur. And you take a regular vodka, okay? Some people will tell you to use an apple vodka and go with that. But if you're going to sour, get a get like there's a sour pucker liqueur. There's probably like four or five brands for apple, right? But always get your base. If you want to... Do it. Get your base vodka, a decent vodka, and buy for the the flavorings flavorings because this way you can use apple for other things possibly. You know it is possible. You can make cocktails and things like that after, and they're usually cheaper than a good bottle of vodka. So what you do is you get your martini glass, and you can get if you want to really be sharp, you can get a little food dye, and what you do is uh, put about. I'd, I'd say about three teaspoons of or, uh, or tablespoons of sugar in a ba- uh, plastic bag. And what you do is you drop a little food dye in the, in the bag and try to do it like a couple hours before. And you do a little green dye in there and you just kind of smash it up and mix it in the bag. You tie it up. So after you put drop the food dye in, yeah, you just mix it together by kind of mushing it together and let it dry for an hour. Or two, and then it'll be kind of you know it'll be slightly solid, but you didn't put a lot of uh, liquid in there, and it'll break up. And you make that fine again, and you put that on a, a flat surface dish, bigger than your martini glass. Now you don't want to chill your martini glass when you're trying to rim it with the sugar. I'm going to tell you, what you do is you take lime or lime juice, and you kind of gently uh, put the lime rind against the edge of the glass, the top of the glass, and run it around. You just want to get a little wet on there. And then you take the edge of the glass and roll it into sugar. And then you have your your green sugar rim. And then you take your vodka. You get two ounces. You're going to put it, pour it in a shaking glass with ice. Two ounces of vodka, one ounce of sour apple, and about an ounce of sour mix. If you don't have sour mix, just take a little lemon, 
right? The lemon juice, these people have lemon extract. And you just put a little uh, squeeze of that and you put a little water and a little sugar and you make your main homemade lemonade, which makes it impromptu uh, sour mix. You mix about an ounce into uh, per martini, right? You shake that up, pour it in the glass, put a little cherry in the bottom, maraschino cherry if you got them, and you got your apple martini. Okay, finally, I'm going to wrap up with, uh, I know I mentioned something else, but today, I'll tell you a little brief story. Slightly boring, but it's an observation. I had a delivery to drop off at the UPS store that uh, my wife and daughter received a package from there. And what happened was that... um, I go up to the UPS store, and the UPS store always used to be open like early, like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. I come back from the gym. I see a notice, effective immediately, We are new hours, 10 to 6. And I understand that completely because it's so hard to get uh, labor down here. I spoke about it before. It's that even though we have tons of people moving down here, but the people that move down here have the money to be able to afford the property, but they won't work in these. You can't get people to move, you know, you can't get people to work in retail, especially a UPS store. So they have limited hours. So I go back to my car. It's about 20 minutes before it opens. I'm not going to go home, sit home, and then go back out because I promised my wife I'd do it. I sat, listened to some podcasts, just relaxed for a while, I'm just chilling out. And then I go back to the store, and there's about 10, 12 people waiting outside the store. They had the same idea, didn't realize that effectively, immediately, the hours had changed. So I waited in line, practicing patience and acceptance, right? And then I hear a little conversation in the back. And one of them is a gentleman that just moved there. And he says, people don't want to work. People don't want to work. And I go, oh, it just grates me when I hear that. People don't want to work. And I say, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, to rip into this guy. And it's an older guy. just moved down here. And some lady just started talking to him. He says, you know, it's so expensive down here. How are you going to get anybody to work? You know, how are you going to get someone to come down here? Because they can't afford to live down here. He goes, well, they can commute down here. And they said, and then another guy chimes in. He goes, who's going to commute down here for $15 an hour? Who's going to spend an hour one way and an hour back commuting down here? And I was thinking the same thing. You're doing my work for me. But then I thought about the whole thing. We have such a building boom down here. And there are so many of the people that I know from the last 16 years of living here, have moved out of the Keys because of the changing character of the Keys. And I imagine the people that that's lived here for 50 years thinking about it because they said it used to be a really sleepy town, Key Largo. You know, from the, in the off-season, you, you used to be practically dead in the off-season, and the off-season is uh, coming up right after Easter to uh, Christmas. That's the off-season. And then you'd have busy weekends and stuff like that. But now it's busy year-round. I don't know what the current population is. When I got down here, it was about 80,000. I think they're pushing a little over 90,000 right now. But I I wouldn't be surprised if it's almost at 100,000. But with the properties being built, there's also more rental properties going up. So whatever the peak population is, it's kind of like the, the busy season has extended. 
the busy season is still as busy or more so now than it was, but also the other, there is no off season really, which is really good for business owners, really bad for the workers when you think about the pricing structure hasn't changed, but rents have gone through the roof. You know, a, a one-one down here they're offering, you'd be lucky to find a one-one tiny studio for twenty-five hundred dollars. Yep, and that's without ut- utilities. You go down to Key West, that could go up to maybe three thousand thirty-five hundred dollars a month. You're talking almost like Manhattan prices, and in Manhattan, obviously. When you're in New York, you don't have to live in Manhattan. You can just get on the subway and go down there and work, right? So there's not an option. Here, it's not the same. It's a minimum of 30 miles to get down here from any place suitable to live on the mainland. And then you come down here and you're going to be working for $15 an hour. I mean, it's not like you're taking a subway. You're waiting for a bus, a bus that runs kind of infrequently. And then you have the people having the temerity to say people don't want to work. No, they don't want to go and travel 10 hours a week for a job where they're going to end up making 550 and their rent down. If they decide to live down here, they'd have to work close to 70 hours a week to be able to afford it at that price. So... Don't be surprised. Don't make up excuses. It's just the way it is right now. Well, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. I'd like to thank you for listening. I hope that you have a great day and I'll be back again. And yeah, it does sound like the previous episode I called the bitchy bartender or the bitching bartender. (coughs) And bitching sounds a lot better, bitching. So I'll talk to you later. Sorry for the cough there. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. I'll talk to you later. Bye.